Hello, everybody. Welcome back. We are back for the Fandalorian Club here as we are on episode six of the Book of Boba Fett. I almost forgot the number for a second because what I wanted to say is how freaking irrelevant is that introduction now? Like, my it's non-existent at this point in the Book of Boba Fett, unfortunately. So, uh, but we are here. We're excited. Uh, we are diving into episode six of the Book of Boba Fett. It is myself, Jake Berlin. And I'm joined by the regular members here on Fando, Mr. Brian Avlacino and Mr. Gio Ramos. Gio, how you doing, man? You had the day off? Was it a good day? Oh, yeah. It's always a good day when you're <laughs> away from work. And uh, yeah, ran some errands, got a chair massage, and then oh. upgraded to a full body massage because oh. my job is heavy on physical labor. So practicing lebron james gotta take care of your body now that you're in your 30s so that's what i'm doing so yeah to answer your question very relaxing day and mr avalacino another day as a teacher <laughs> pretty much sums it up it's a rewarding so. job is it is it is it right <laughs> i mean J jake's not doing it does that tell you it <laughs> personal reasons why i didn't do it uh, i mean mm. i'd say a good majority of our friends aren't and that's what they went in for so uh yeah but no uh yeah not bad i'm very excited that tomorrow is friday same same uh yeah we are here uh you know obviously getting into the book of boba fett here episode six from the desert comes a stranger and we'll get to that part. We'll we'll get to what that title means. Um, you know, it is a little bit towards the end of the episode as we get here chronologically through this episode. Uh, boys, if if you don't have any final words to say, I think I say we just dive right into it. Let's just get into it. Mm -hmm. Let's do it. That's why they're here. Yeah. So uh, look, this episode started off with quite a bit of a bang as we see the return of Timothy Oliphant's Cobb Vanth up against some pikes, knocking down some pikes. Um, and he does let one go and he kicks a little spice to the side, uh, before we get into kind of the heart of it all. I mean, it was, it was fun to see him back on screen, right? Like just to have him back the Western, the dude who's so good at doing Westerns, um, mm -hmm. being a part of the show and obviously playing a really cool character in Cobb, um, who is armorless, unfortunately, but, uh, his skills seem to be, uh, as good as ever. If you would say, I was I wondering. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just to say, I was wondering if he was going to show up at some point. It's only a matter of time, right? Yeah. Got you. I, was just, I got a I feeling he's going to get armor at some point. I think so too. It's. I agree. A clan of two is going to go to a clan of three. Uh, I, um, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I, I don't know if it'll necessarily be like a clan, but I feel like him working with Boba and Mando and Fennec and Kersantin is almost like, a, okay, this dude needs some kind of protection. What could they find around in that palace, right? Like, there's got to be something in the palace. Or they go to the, J the Jawas. Oh, Mando's Mando's uh, mechanic friend, you know, hooks up with Jawas. They probably got something for him. What's her name again? I always forget her name. I always forget Always. Too. I just know her as Amy Sedaris. That's all I know her as. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's I've, what a lot I've, of people pronounce her as. I've heard the name about a hundred times this week and uh -huh, uh -huh. I'm forgetting it. Whatever. Same. Same. Um, That's okay. I'll find it. 
Mo oh, no. Mos Pelgo. Oh no, no, that's, that's the. the <laughs> I did the same thing. I went. Mo oh wait, Pelimoto. Pelimoto. Yeah, there that's you go. what it is. Thank you, Gordon. Yeah, we do a Star Wars show, but we don't know names. Uh -huh. We apologize. Yeah, we get a little too excited, and then the names shoot up the. Uh huh. Like I said, I know her as Amy Sedaris. I don't know her about anything else because it's yeah. just. Let's be honest. It's just Amy Sedaris in a Star Wars show. Um, but yeah. So look, we we see this little introduction scene with Cobb and. The pikes. The pikes are obviously being, uh, they're being put forward as this big bad thing that Tatooine is has been dealing with the spice, uh, the corruptness, if you will. Um, and from here, we see the title card from the desert comes a stranger. We get straight into Mando, and this is what we talked about last week. We weren't sure if we were actually going to see this. Mm -hmm. We weren't sure if they were going to dive into this or not because we're like, okay, well, Boba's story is going to take a little bit of a precedence. No, that's not the case. For the heart of the episode, probably about 70% of the episode, uh, we spend on a planet that we see Mando, we see Luke Skywalker, we see Grogu, we see R2-D2, and we see Ahsoka Tano. <laughs> All in one place. All in one freaking place. And like, androids. Well, yeah, androids, but yeah, yeah. Um I know, it's funny that you said all those names because I saw someone tweet, uh, I, just some random person, and it, they said, Ahsoka, Mando, Grogu, R2-D2, Cobb Vanth, Luke Skywalker, and Mother Effing Cad Bane all in one episode? What What is going on? Literally, it's literally like a like a Clone Wars of Rebels episode. Oh yeah, excuse me. Happening. I, it, didn't, I, it didn't stop there. Ahsoka, Mando, Grogu, R2-D2, Cobb Vanth, Luke Skywalker, Cad Bane, Yoda Training, Parallel, Order 66, Flashback, Yoda's Lightsaber, Crate Dragon, Anakin Reference, all in the same episode. What are they doing? <laughs> yeah, it's it, it was an episode, but let, let's stick to what we are, where we're at here, and that is uh, Mando being greeted by the great R2-D2 um, and kind of bringing him to the what is being built into a Jedi temple. Uh, or training ground, or or some kind of hut, a Jedi hut, because it's not that big. Um, and R two D two shuts off. He's like, "Oh, you gotta find your own way, dude." Um, and this is where, as soon as After it shuts off, being an air traffic control man. That, and I also loved how the androids built him a bench like right away. It was so funny, like with, with the padding. Yeah, with the bamboo sticks and the leaves and everything. And he's like, "What is this? A bench?" Um, and we see him lay down, and then we get to. The moment with Luke and Grogu up on the hill, uh, we finally reunite with Grogu. Uh, he is training with Luke, and frogs are present. They are. Uh, his attention span is minor when it comes to when it when it comes to frogs. Um, but let's just talk about the surprise of seeing all of this. Right, this was obviously like a big big deal, uh, and we talked about it last week that we weren't sure if we were going to be able to see this, if this might be like something that was washed over and then maybe like the start of season three for Mando, but no. And I think Gio talked about last week, like how he, you felt it needed to happen. Like it would have not made sense if it didn't happen. They got right into it. They did not hold back. They showed us everything. And, and that story is now moving forward from where we are now. Um, and it seems to be a big part in all of star Wars television. Yeah. I uh, was not expecting to see this in the slightest. I thought it might be a flashback in Mando's season. And then we would just move on with Boba's. So when I saw it, I was like, 
Oh, we are really going to this. Okay. Well, Filoni said, uh, I'm going to do whatever the hell I want. Uh, and I don't think anyone uh, really complained. Well, I shouldn't say that. There was some people. <laughs> but um, at the time, when the episode first came out, people were loving it. I freaking loved it. Um, Luke looked great. So much better than the first time. Jake, you're on mute. Um, or am I on mute? Can no one hear no, me? You're, no, you're not on mute. Jake okay. was on mute. Oh, my okay. button was good. Sorry, I said he's, he looked really good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I loved it. I I love that they... Is this the temple that he built that got burned down? I don't know. But here's Luke Skywalker with Grogu. And Grogu's being adorable as ever. All he cares about is... This tummy, you know, it's the number one concern. Eating frogs and eggs and all the fun stuff hasn't changed. Right. I mean, you get signs early on of what Luke asks Grogu later on in the episode about whether your heart is in it or not. I, for myself, I kind of saw it early on because he just seems so unfocused and, you know, just more concerned about eating. You know, he's a, He's a hungry little guy from that episode, second season of Mandalorian, where he was eating the eggs constantly. She's just he's he has a munchies all the time. Um, it was nice to see them. I didn't think we would see Grogu this early. I mean, last year we were talking like, oh, we're not going to see Grogu for a while. He's going to go off with Luke and we may not even see him at all. But the fact that he's here leads me to believe we will see him in the third season of the Mandalorian permanently. Why else? Especially how we'll talk about how the episode ends. Um, but yeah, it, it was nice to see them and, you know, ah Ahsoka being there. Um, it was nice to see her, but I questioned why she was there because she left as soon as Din left. And it's almost like, you know, why not Geo? I'll throw that out there. Why not? Because no, I, of people like him. That's why they did Because it. they, well, they know that you're... No, cool. I mean, yeah, it's it's nice to see her, but it's like, why is she there? Like, She's reconnected it, with Luke, man. Okay. No, I, 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 I like that we get, you know, Luke and uh, Ahsoka together especially with the connection of Anakin, you know, and that's essentially her trainer's son. And now he's, you know, the greatest Jedi ever. Um, but I, I don't, I'm, I'm nitpicking, whatever. It, it was nice. No, to no, 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 no. You, it's, it's valid to ask the question and have curious thoughts and opinions about it. So, cause the next part that does happen after we see Grogu in the Hill training, they're kind of like the little fist bump that we get. Um, you know, and we'll get into the flashback, but the next part that does happen is Ahsoka uh, showing up to Din. And she's just kind of standing there like, okay, like, what are you doing here, dude? Like, I know that you miss him, but like, you know, he's got to go on his own little way. He's got to make decisions for himself. Like, are you doing this for yourself? Or are you doing it for him? You know, kind of that that conflicting question, that that question that always has to be asked. And um, she, and, and maybe it's just the biasness in me. I don't know. But she seems so much more wiser than any Ahsoka we've ever met before. 
the way that they're writing the character right now. Um, but to Geo's question of like, why is she there? Obviously, like it was brought up in the episode, she was there. She she decided to not train Grogu. Like that wasn't she she made the call. Um, and whether or not it was her going to check on him, or she found the last remaining Jedi in the galaxy, and it happens to be like you said, her former master's son. Um, Anakin was like a brother to her, and Luke is as family as she can possibly get in the galaxy right now. Um, it is bummer to kind of feel like it was the tail end of their meeting, obviously, because she leaves at the end. And I would I would be to see that moment of them finally meeting for the first time will blow my mind if we ever see that. But I just feel like she was there to kind of maybe watch over him. She almost has like a due diligence because of Anakin and and what he just went through with his father, right? Five years prior of saving him, bringing him back to the light, then burning his body. And now he's on this path of trying to bring back the Jedi. To me, it's just like, even though she's not part of it, she kind of almost feels like she has this necessary feeling to be there for him and, and to make sure he knows she exists and the history she has with his family. I think is like a big part of it. I think she's just protective over Luke a little bit, probably too. I think, yeah, the Skywalker name resonates with her more than anybody, like anybody it's yeah. she's been around the Skywalker. Well, anyone, name. anyone that's alive that knows Skywalker too. I'm sure I, I, and I don't know if we'll ever see it, but I, that moment where Ahsoka and Luke meet for the first time or Ahsoka, Luke and Leia, and like the conversations they had about their dad um, and even their mother, Padme, because obviously Ahsoka was very close to Padme as well. Um, yeah, I mean, that line of so, so much like your father just killed me, killed me. Yeah. <laughs> or when she told Din, she goes, I'm an old family friend. Oh, that one, that one was the one that I was like, oh, that's like that one hurt it's just hard it's hard to think that she's literally lived through it all right yeah. all these years all the skywalkers she's been the constant yeah and now she's gonna see the um you know the unfortunate rise and fall of luke's training academy from what we think anyway um and what part she has in that i'm not sure but uh yeah i mean it was it was it was a nice touch because i had i was not expecting at all to see her like I, uh, I expected to see Grogu and Luke, obviously, just because of the connection. But for her to show up is like, oh, yes. I don't know. I guess I wouldn't have made a big deal if she didn't leave right when Din left, and because it's just like, okay, that's weird. You just gonna, but whatever. It's cool. It's cool. I'm glad she has her other lightsaber back. Because I remember during the fight, she lost one of her lightsabers, and uh, I was more concerned about that. I knew she was gonna make it out of that episode, but yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Any other final thoughts on Ahsoka and, and her involvement? She's going to be in as much as possible, I think. I think they're going to make sure you know who she is. Like, even if you haven't watched the shows, like, people like casual are going to see her a lot and be like, all right, this chick's in a lot of stuff. Um, 
I I don't I was gonna say I don't think she'll be in Kenobi, but I can't she'll entirely be rule she'll be it out. She'll be in Kenobi. I I yeah she'll I don't a thousand percent be in Kenobi. hundred percent. I like that right now. I mean Cassie or Andor, I she's not gonna be in. She gonna be in Andor. No, I don't think see sh- there's no reason in it for that one. Uh Obi-Wan, I the you could she's gonna be an Obi-Wan. Put two and two together on that one. So Obi-Wan and Andor, I mean, give or take some time, are pretty much gonna run be running at the same exact time as far as time, time frame period. Like they're they're very similar. Obviously, we're gonna be young flashbacks of Cassian, but remember this was all happened before Rogue One, and Obi Wan's like eight to ten years after Revenge of the Sith. It's very close in timeline. Yeah, so, I would say it's probably like Andor is probably gonna be like ten years before Obi Wan. Oh, that's that puts it right next to A New Hope or Revenge of the Sith. Before that puts it right yeah. right with Revenge of the Sith. Well, you gotta remember this is supposed to be him before the events of Rogue One. So uh, I thought this, I thought we were seeing him. Uh, anyway, we're not talking about Andor today. But, no, well, um, this, it's the show is literally him, like stuff that happened leading up to Rogue One. I thought it was two timelines. That's what I expected it to be. No, I don't know, but I, I like I said, what started it. I don't think she'll be in Kenobi, but or excuse me, uh, Andor. But I would not rule out seeing her again like this in kenobi so well it just makes sense because after this episode it's clear that they're making what's called a star wars shared universe and even though the universe has been shared this entire time for her to show up would obviously make a lot of sense and she has her own series coming so yeah i mean it's one constant timeline that things are just going like this in so it's like why not i mean it's like the books the books have the movie timeline but then there's like little jabs here and there of a book that you insert. So, yeah. Okay, so uh, after we get to see Ahsoka and their kind of conversation, which I did really like the conversation they had right before, or right as they were kind of looking at Grogu on the hill of like, you know, what, what, why are you here? Um, is this for you? And then obviously he decides, Dan being to give the gift to her to give to Grogu. Um we have this incredible moment of of Luke and Grogu as they're watching walking through the forest, and he's doing that the force push with Grogu, so cute. a little force force hop <laughs> so um, to make him go faster and keep up. Which so creativity on that is just brilliant. Um, when he, we, it's funny that they did that because when he said, "Let's take a walk," I was like, "What?" <laughs> the thing. Well, I expected walks. Grogu to start walking a little bit faster. No, no, I didn't. I was like, "Yeah, doesn't the force give you speed or something?" <laughs> well, we saw it later in the episode. He, he gets a little faster. Gets a little faster. Yeah, a little bit. Um, but no. So we get this moment of you know Luke telling Grogu about Yoda and and his former master. Um, we get that moment of him saying, "Oh yeah, he talked in riddles." Do you remember if your people talk in riddles? Which was a total call for us fans of them. Like, okay, like maybe you'll get the answer whether or not the species actually talks in riddles or not. We don't know yet, um, but then oh, he asks. Well, there's a reveal in High Republic that tells you. Okay, well, we're staying with this for a moment. I'm saying, I'm saying, like that little line was like a oh. 
So, um, so after that moment, we hear Luke saying, Hey, do you want to remember? Do you want to remember your past? Do you want to remember your people, where you're from, etc.? And we see like some kind of moment between Luke and, and Grogu, and we see an Order 66 flashback of Jedi that were essentially protecting him because he was a Padawan, and they are fighting none other than the 501st, which if you're a Clone Wars fan, you know exactly who the 501st are. Um, they're the most well-known when it comes to Star Wars battalions. Um, but what a what an incredible moment and a, a surprising moment to see this reenactment of order 66 from grogu's perspective and seeing the clone troopers gun down the three jedi that were in front of him um we still don't know who captured him there might be an easter egg revealing who there is but uh that is neither confirmed that's not confirmed at the moment but geo what, what did you think about the I didn't catch that by the way until people start talking about well it. we'll talk about it here after the after the flashback because i do want to bring it up geo what did you think about the uh the flashback and the involvement of it well, you guys know Revenge of the Sith is my favorite Star Wars movie, and just that was a delightful surprise. Horrific at what I was seeing, but delightful at the same time because it's just I I didn't expect when I heard the book of Boba Fett was announced, I didn't expect an Order 66 flashback because Boba Fett has nothing to do with that. But that we know of. It was just yeah, I'm I'm sure they'll connect it. it it was just beautiful, even though it was destructive to see that, you know, not just because I we didn't get enough of that in Revenge of the Sith, even though it's my favorite and I, I love it. I felt like we, we didn't get enough of inside the temple. So to get there and get more of it, it is just pulling heartstrings and uh, gives us has us asking more questions about how Grogu got out, who got him out. So, yeah, there you go, John. I like that. Yeah. Palpatine, USOB Palpatine. Brian, what'd you think about the flashback? Oh, I love it. I mean, this honestly gave me back to like, Luke's kind of a dick still. Like, cause he's like, do you want to remember? Here you go. Like, (laughs) Well, really, I don't think like, it was his choice to show him that memory. No, but like he's like, "Do you want to remember?" And Grogu didn't say anything or even like meep, and he was just like, "Here's your memory." It's just like, "Oh, all right." And he kind of did that again later. I forget what it was. Well, then- so this is just me playing devil advocate, but remember, Grogu and Ahsoka talked through the Force in their episode. Yeah, last I know that, but like she could live. He can. Grogu could say no, but, anyway, but what if he said yes? I, but I don't know. But either way, it'd be well because like it just kind of like him doing that, and then later on with the choice, I was just like, yeah, Luke. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna love flashback. I love when you can do things like that. I mean, who doesn't? I shouldn't say who doesn't. I was gonna say who doesn't like a flashback, but um. I mean, I don't think anyone's ever going to really complain about Order 66, like the lore of that. And I've never heard anyone, anyone go, Order 66 again? Like, it's so lightly touched on. I mean, like Gio said, it wasn't a crazy amount of time in Revenge of the Sith. Um, 
so yeah. I still think it's Mace Windu though. Seriously? Like you legit think it's Mace Windu? I truly okay, believe that they're going to try to find a way to mm-hmm. give him a quick little like comeback because he's been saying he wants back in. I don't want it personally. I don't want. Mace so you Windu. think Mace Windu saved Grogu? Yeah. Wow. I'm. No way. one's dead. In, nope. No one's God, dead no. until you see a dead body. That's, God, no. I, there you go. No, that's that's the same. I mean, it's, it's obviously possible, but. No, I I would not I would not like that at all. We if thought Palpatine was dead. We thought Boba Fett was dead. I mean, Some plenty people of people have died. So I mean, we can go we can go both ways on this one, guys. <laughs> you didn't see a body when Max Rebo was dead. Max Rebo wasn't in the club. Came... That's why. No, I'm talking about the first time. Uh well, he wasn't a super big character then. Now he's like cult, classic character. I'm just saying we can go back and forth on characters who have actually died and who haven't died. So there's really no point I in mean, that conversation. So more than likely it's that little teaser, although it doesn't really make quite sense to me how, why, but we'll see. So the, the, the teaser slash symbol is what you're speaking of. Correct. Brian. Yeah. In the flashback in, in geo, I don't know if you caught this or saw it on star Wars, Twitter or whatever, but during the flashback on the walls, there's a logo on both walls um, and being what Star Wars Twitter is and Reddit, because I think that's where it first came from. Um, the symbol was identified to be none other than Barris Afi, who is a former Jedi who went bad during the Clone Wars uh, series. She's literally the one that framed Ahsoka. Yeah, she she's the reason why Ahsoka ended up leaving the Jedi Order, essentially. They were like best friends. Mm. They were they were legit like best friends. Um, she framed Ahsoka, and after the Jedi didn't believe Ahsoka, and then once it came out to light what was happening, she decided to leave because it wasn't what she was standing for. Um, her and Anakin had a badass fight uh, inside the temple um, and outside the temple and outside the temple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, and that was the last time we saw her. She fleed. We, we don't know what happened to her. And Dave Filoni has said for a while that he's been keeping that character quite close to the vest. Um, and for a specific reason, like Brian said, the idea of her saving Grogu and being in the temple at that exact time would feel very off. But we don't know the whole story. Um, we don't know where she's been, how she got there. So if it is her... As long as they give backstory of how she got there and why, there's a possibility it could make sense. But, again, it could just be an Easter egg of like, oh, maybe that's her old room or something with her logo on it. I don't know. You know, The only thing I came up with, just trying to think of if it would be connected, was maybe she was caught by those three guards at some point and they were escorting her. And then the whole entire thing went down. That's the only thing I could come up with of why she would be there but again it's like why would grogu be with that like i don't know we'll see this is an interesting point i haven't seen the clone this specific clone wars episode in a while but was she arrested yeah she was in prison like they and that makes sense as to why she would be there okay okay all right yeah but why would she have her logo on in prison 
Well, maybe there are doors inside the temple where they stay have the logo. I don't know. I personally think it's weird that she... Why does she even have a logo? That Yes, I was going to say, why <laughs> does she even have a logo inside the Jedi temple on the walls? That was my only thing. But I think that's that. something that we're just going to have to be like, oh, it was just an Easter egg. Like, who cares that it's there? They're yeah. never going to not tell us stuff. I mean, look at the clone... Uh, what was it called? The clone... Um, that patch. That, oh, the... The, the, the Camino, Camino thing. Like... Okay. They eventually told that story. Something will eventually come from it. Like, there's not, they're not going to just put some random logo and be like, like, they always end up eventually telling. That them. would be wild if Barasafi saved Grogu. But then, how did she, how did, like, what happened to them? I guess, right? Like, why did she let Grogu go and, there's obviously, if that were the case, there's a lot of story there. For any for any character that saves Grogu, there's a lot of story of how did Grogu, how did they lose Grogu at some point, right? Because Grogu was then obviously in control of some gangsters uh, at the beginning of The Mandalorian, the very beginning. So um, there's just a lot of story to tell there uh, for whoever had Grogu through that entire time period. Because that's what, 30 years? Right? Revenge of the Sith until now? 30 years? 30 to 40. Like, that's a long time for Grogu to be out there in the wild with nobody with him. So. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Mean, you got to remember, he's what, fifth, about 50 at this point? So he's, he's like 50, only like yeah. 20. So he's probably like in Yoda or whatever they want to call species uh, one, maybe two. So, I don't know. Gordon, I would not be opposed to her coming somehow back in the Soka show and being a bit of an antagonist. That's if uh, Thrawn is in the antagonist. Um, I'm talking yeah. the Ahsoka show, like just that one. Like No, I know the Ahsoka show. I, 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 I feel like I Thrawn think... might be the, the play there, but that's just me. Um, okay, so after this, we, we didn't talk about too much before we kind of get back on track with um, Din. Uh, Grogu's training sequence. Grogu's little training sequence here with, uh, you know, the Empire Strikes Back parallel and and the um, training droid and balancing on some sticks and doing some jumps and flips and things that Yodo has been doing for quite a while. We see the lightsaber or two as well from Luke doing a little training on his own. Um, Gio, did you, did you like the kind of uh, mimicking that they did of Empire where, you know, the roles are now flipped? It's not Yoda teaching Luke. It's now Luke teaching Grogu um, and, and kind of teaching him the ways of the Force and, and all that stuff that we did get, if this is the only time that we did see it. Uh, did you did you like that they include something like this? Yeah, it's always nice to have a callback, and you know, with Luke uh, carrying Grogu, like how Yoda was on his back in um, Empire Strikes Back. It's the, the same most backpack too. Yeah, yeah, and um, only this time Luke wasn't breaking a sweat at all, well, obviously, because he wasn't the one training. So and he wasn't in that uh, that moisture ridden swamp. Oof. Imagine no, spending the night there. Go. But the most interesting part for me was how, and I'm sure we all agree, it was Luke saying, well, rather than teaching, he's 
remembering. So it leads me to believe just how much training Grogu has. He looks very young. I mean, we know his species lives on for like, what, 900 years or something like that. They can live up to 900 years or whatever. That's how Yoda, yeah, that's how long Yoda lived. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I thought that was pretty interesting. It's like, how much does Grogu actually know? And um, will that stay? It probably will stay with him, even if he chose not to go down the path of the Jedi. So, but yeah, it was neat. Yeah, it, it's I definitely agree. I mean, after he got shot out the first time and the thing blew him backwards. Um, the next time he got shot, he instantly did a flip. Like, it's almost like when he's put under pressure, all of this stuff starts kind of like just flooding back to him, right? Under pressure, he can do the flips, the runs, the instincts kind of start coming back when he now does all this stuff again. Um, He's probably worked with something like that before. So it's almost like riding a bike, right? You know, you do it once and you take 20 years off, you're still going to know how to ride a bike. Um, just cause it's, it's how it all works. So, uh, it, it definitely looks like, you know, he's like you said, geo remembering and not relearning or learning. Um, and we kind of figured that before we got some information from Ahsoka in that episode, the Jedi of season two, where she had said that he had had training before and, um, he has been through some stuff. And, uh, and like you said, it's how much, how much is he capable of doing? Um, and will it come into play in the future? Uh, because, and we'll talk about the decision and how impactful that could be, but, um, it was cool to kind of see him do some stuff. Now he wasn't just like, you know, waddling around or being carried. He was doing it on his own. He crushed the droid on his own, right? He's, he's, he's actually taking part in some stuff. And, um, if he, if, or when he does return to Din, it might make him a little bit more capable of doing some things instead of just being carried around. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's kind of nice that he doesn't that we don't have to deal with him like being retrained and stuff um but um yeah i think it's interesting that he doesn't have to be taught and i think it's also better because i mean he's just going to kind of go back to what he already knew and we don't have to worry about like him not being able to probably protect himself when he joins Mando at some point. Um, because that was a thing with Mando in season one or two, where he's like, I can't protect him all the time. Like I'm season two. I think it was. Yeah. Protecting myself. And I have to worry about him at the same time. Like, he can't run into battle with one arm doing this. And yeah. One arm doing this. So it's smart because by saying he's already been trained, now you don't have to worry about like, okay, Luke needs to train him for X amount of time before he's able to defend himself. It's like, no, he just needs to unlock that training that he's had. I mean, like we said, he, he is about 50. So it's like he had a solid amount of training. Mm-hmm. It's just the fact that their species are, he's just so young. Um, so, yeah. I think it was a smart move because then it explains like when he goes back to Din, like how he's going to be able to defend himself. He's not going to just be this hopeless, not hopeless, um, helpless little thing. Like hopefully by that point, he'll be able to protect himself. Imagine Grogu with a little, little tiny blaster. 
Pew, pew, pew. I don't <laughs> think he's going to have a blaster. I don't think he's going to have a blaster either. Um, okay, so from this, uh, after Ahsoka says goodbye to Luke, and we see Grogu pass out on a rock, we catch back out, catch back up with Din, um, and he quickly makes a stop at uh, Boba's palace, if you will, um, who he is doing a little bit of a, you know, um, walk through with his team, Kersantin, the whole crew, about the, the Moss Espa and what they're kind of going to do. And, and Din shows up and he's like, oh, I can help you with some muscle. Um, and then we see him take his amazing starship and fly over the Jawas who have the crate dragon skull on their on their hmm. sand crawler. Um, and they're like all cheering and everything all excited, which, you know, Jawas do Jawa things. Um, but we see him catch back up with Cobb Vanth. And we get that cool little memory of, or, or uh, uh, not memory, but uh, reuniting of those two characters after them in the first episode of season two, which felt like ages ago. Um, you know, Din buys him a drink. They kind of have a little conversation and Din tries to recruit him to Boba's side and everything. Um, and Cobb basically, basically says like, you know, I'll do what I can, but I can't promise anything. Um, and then we get the big one. We get the big one here. Uh, Din leaves, takes his starship, and the title all makes sense now because Cobb Vant turns from the right to the left, and out in the distance, we see a single soul walking in from the desert. And I don't know about you guys, Geo, I, you probably not Geo, but Brian, I don't know about you, but the instant I saw that shadow, I yeah. knew exactly what was coming, and I lost my crap. I yeah. lost it because Cad freaking Bane in live action. There's only one person that can walk in from the desert like that, and that is Cad Bane. I'm sorry. That is, like, it was the perfect introduction, the perfect uh, live-action debut for this character, the way it all kind of went down to be a Western shoot-off-style introduction. Um, No, he didn't kill Cobb. Cobb got a shoulder shot. He's definitely not dead. His deputy, that dude's busted. Um, That guy got lit up. (laughs) He got lit up. Roid. Yeah. but I mean, what what like after everything that happened this episode, they're just like, hmm, not done yet. Boom, there's the big one, and we yeah. finally, after all of these years, get Cobb Vanth in Star Wars. Um, no, Cad Bane. Cad Bane, excuse me. Cad Bane. I've done that so many. I've been t- trying to text my friend and tell him who it is. Cobb Vanth. I thought Cobb Vanth. Was- no, I meant Cad Bane. Cad Bane. Uh, Cad Bane. Cad Bane. Sorry, sorry, sorry. They're very obviously very similar. It's CB, so- CB. Yeah. Um, but no, it's revealed. Look, he's working for the Pikes. He's on the opposite side, uh, and that that makes me wonder what other bounty hunters are working alongside with him. Who else does the Pike? Uh, who else do the Pikes have on their side? Uh, but but if you have Cad Bane on your side, that's a big deal because Cad Bane is one badass mf'er. Um, he has killed some major people in his day. He's been around for a long, long, long time, and he walks like he's been around for a long time. That dude walks slow. Um, but yeah, I mean, let's just talk about Cad freaking Bane, guys. Like, Gio, do you do you have any history with Cad Bane yet? Yeah, first off, uh, I did know it was him. Okay. Somebody on Twitter earlier today spoiled. Uh, oh, no. Really? Yeah. Yeah, dude, people, I don't get why. I didn't see is... a single Cad Bane anything on my timeline. Who was it? Are you kidding? I I've swear. been seeing it nonstop. Oh, no. I'm pretty sure it was uh, you via Scream Rant. <laughs> oh well, I did share the screen rant thing. Yeah, you're well, right. Well, no, you right. rightfully corrected screen rant because they they tend to like 
you know, try to get. Yeah, I didn't post anything on my own. I I kind of went after Screen Rant. That's what I did. Yeah, no, you're right, I you're right. I follow Screen Rant, so I would have saw that anyway. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna but, go in on why that is stupid in a second too. Go ahead. No, but I thought it was cool. It, his entrance reminded me of Mark Wahlberg and Four Brothers, where he's out in the open, just appearing and walking towards you. Uh huh. Uh, that movie's so damage. good, by the way. Yeah. Um, but I gotta say. It was a little different for me because last time I saw Cobb, I'm sorry, Cad Bane. <laughs> See, it happens. I'm, I'm going to do, I'm, I'm gonna gonna do it talking. too. The last time I saw Cad Bane, uh, Fennec kind of embarrassed him. Oh, yeah. in, in Bad Batch. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So you do know, okay, you do know Cad because he was in there. You're right. You're right. Yeah. And I got to say, if it wasn't for that idiot deputy, <laughs> Cobb Van would have taken him. 100%. He would have got... I, I don't know, man. I love Cobb, there's... but I don't I'd see. I don't think they would have taken each other. I don't think they would have shot. Yeah, that, think... that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. But if it did go down a different way, there's a reason why we saw... Cobb, remember, in the in the beginning of the episode, he took down three. I mean, you're like, right. You're yeah, right. That's, a split second. He definitely would have gotten... Cad Bane, in my opinion, I'm, I have nothing to back this up. Okay, like, but man, that was talk about an entrance. I mean, yeah, just, I mean, it's yeah. Look, it, we were never sure if Cad was going to show up, but obviously, it was like, oh, it's a Boba Fett show. Like that, that never officially released uh, showdown between the two of them. Like, what did actually happen? And it, it seems to be happening. Like Cad Bane is now officially a part of live action canon. Um, and he has a lot of history with a lot of the characters we now have in the series right now. Um, obviously him and Boba have history from the Clone Wars. He and Fennec have history from the Bad Batch. I'm sure he has history with Kersantin in some capacity because of their work through all this time. Um, he now has history with Cobb Vanth. I mean, there's a lot of characters who are involved who he has history with. Um, and I saw Andy put in the chat because I said maybe there's someone else working for it. Cad Bane and Bosk working for the Pikes would make 1,000%. Like, Throw Dengar it, in there, too. It, it just, it would make sense. It, it makes sense because Trandoshans and Wookiees are Well, and you need someone who's, who's just as strong to fight Kersantin, and it would make sense for Bosk to be that character. Um because Cad Bane is he's he's a he's a Western gunslinger. He's gonna fight he's gonna fight Boba with with the guns. He'll fight Fennec with the guns. Like that's that's his thing. Um, he's not gonna fight Din with the dark saber or Kersantin with the strength. Right? He'll lose every time in that. But with guns, that's what he's best at. So you need someone who's gonna be able to fight Kersantin. Um, it. I mean, and I know people in the chat are saying it. I know people online came after all the creators too, but. I have absolutely no issue with the look of him. Um, so I have a theory of why they did that. Because Thrawn is coming and he is that dark blue color with red eyes. I think people, they are like, they don't want them to look too similar and think they might be the same species or something because when they darkened him, it was the damn near the exact same shade as Thrawn. I mean, it's and, he, and he has the red eyes too. How 
what other species has blue eyes or blue skin and red eyes? Yeah, I mean, but I, I do think I mean it's it's definitely possible. Um, I just do think that his features are enough to tell the difference between the two of them. Um, I mean, with, you could have your you could be blind and hear that voice and know exactly who it is. Yeah, but I mean, and, and to me, it's just like, well, that's that's what they went with. Like, who cares if it's if his hat is too small or if his skin color is too light or if the tubes aren't the right sizing or direction out of his mouth. Like, like this is the iteration that they're telling. And I also saw it on Twitter as well, but like we've seen seven or eight different iterations of Saw Gerrera. Like who cares? You right? know who it is. Just gatekeepers it trying to be matter. Like who whatever, cares? you know. Whatever. Honestly, I would be I would be more pissed if his voice wasn't the same than I would anything else. Because that voice next to Thrawn is probably my favorite voice. Like, I mean, oh, his his voice is I'm going off of Mark Thompson for voice of Thrawn. But I mean, yeah. Well, no, that's not true. He's in live action with Rebels. Yeah, well, no, um, Mark Darth Vader is number one. I was thinking, um, uh, yeah, okay, I forgot about Darth Vader. But um disrespect yeah. uh, I will say uh to Gordon's point, I do wish that he had the toothpick. See, I do, I, I do wish he had the toothpick. I obviously I don't I have a feeling that was because it might have been too hard CG. Yeah, well he's he's in action. He he won't have the toothpick when he's in action. He'll have it yeah. like chilling. You know, kind of like doing his oh. thing, um, but I, I loved it. The voice was on point. I thought the mouth worked. It's the same guy. The mouth uh, worked fantastic voice. with with the way that the practical effect was. The hat. I love that because it was such a, a Cad Bane thing in Clone Wars. When most of the time you saw him, his hat was always tipping over his eyes, and you can only see his mouth. And they did that until they revealed his eyes. I was like. Obviously, Dave Filoni bringing this character to life, directing this episode, it just made sense. Um, he walks like Cad Bane does. He looks like him. He sounds like him. Stop complaining if his color is too light or not. Like, seriously. Or let them complain and ruin. It's, it's just stupid. Let something that little ruin their enjoyment or their experience. Because if that's your biggest Samir's, complaint. Samir's got the answer. Yeah. There you go. Well, and I mean, Paige, uh, John's right too. I mean, they were a lighter color in uh, A New Hope. It, but I, I truly think it's the Thrawn aspect because, I mean, you, they would be the exact same color with the exact same red eyes that it's mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. okay, that makes sense that people would be like, wait, is that the same? I mean, my sister would probably be like, is that the same person as we saw earlier? So like, I don't know. But I mean, that's truly what I think the reason is. So, hey, Jake, you wait until uh, Thrawn live action, and then like, dude, people are gonna lose their effing mind. A little bit of change. They're gonna be like, wait, wait, his hair's <laughs> not long enough. Wait, wait, they, the buttons are wrong on his jacket. Like, sh like, shut up. That's that's shut every up. fandom, man. It's like, so stupid. Star Wars fans are the worst. And like, red really hair and blah, blah, Star Wars blah. fandom is le legit the worst, and. And yeah, Brian holds him close to close to the chest. Um, my heart. And I also heart. feel bad because and I and you would mention how I shared that screen rant thing. Um, I really I really do feel bad for the artist who did it because all he was trying to do was just make a fun art piece that was accurate to the Clone Wars version. Like he wasn't trying to say, oh, this is what it should have looked like. He was just 
giving himself some work to do, having a little fun with it now that we do have a live action version. Guess what? It's done with Batmans and Spider-Mans and all these other characters. So let people just play. Like, and I felt bad because Screen Rant was like, this guy thinks that they need to fix Cad Bane. And he got totally blasted for it. And it just, it's unfortunate. It's really unfortunate. I mean, at the end of the day, when they do Thrawn, good luck doing that bone structure. Now, you heard it here first. Brian's going to be the first one to complain about the look of Thrawn, everybody. No, I said, I said, good luck. Like, I'm not expecting him to have a freaking face that looks I'm like a triangle. Him, um, no, because people are psycho and they, but let's be honest though. All those people who are complaining about the look of him right now, they're going to be the first ones freaking about freaking out about seeing him in action. And I can't wait to see him in action. I can't wait to see him fight Boba and Chrysanthemum and all these I'm, people. And I'm curious if they gave him his ankle jetpacks and he's just shooting people like uh, they better. Like, well, they were they were on his they were on his boots. No, they weren't. It was just designs. Sure I think. No, he had it on his boots. Yeah, sure I thought I heard. Boots. I thought Alex and Molly said they weren't on it. Uh, maybe they're designed again. Maybe they're designed different in live action. Alex yeah. and Molly are wrong. I'm right. Yeah, Star Wars. We heard of her first. Star Wars explained doesn't know what they're talking about. Everybody. Yeah, um, I'm just kidding. But just quick, quick thought. I mean, I'm, obviously, I'm joking. Come on. Um, quick thoughts just on on who possibly could be working with Cad of prior characters that we know of. It is like Bosk, like the oh yeah, Bosk, absolutely for sure. Or is there someone else that kind of comes to mind? Because it really is. It's a field of bounty hunters right now, and the 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 possibilities are truly endless at this moment in time. I. I would not be surprised if it's literally just Cad Bane with a crap ton of pikes. I mean, because they're going to have a lot. They're probably going to go up against a lot of pikes. Like, well, yeah, so they, like, they kept talking in this episode how they were outnumbered. Yeah, so like, I would not be surprised if you just see like Boba's people just running through and just beating the crap out of pikes. And then Boba and Cad Bane are off in the side just like shooting ppos at each other so it's possible i don't know but i will not be bummed if i see a boss versus uh Kersantin fight golly i would scream oh i agree trandoshans and wookies have a history i mean the freaking trandoshan mob boss gave boba a wookie pelt like i mean that would be like, oh, I would love that. But again, I would not be surprised if all of a sudden, like, Bosk and Dengar show up and you're just like, oh, here we go. But then how are you going to leave Zuckus and Forlom out? Poor guys. Well, I, I mean, it could just be one of them. That you just could... No. Yeah, I don't know. But I mean, like, I'll be really bummed. At this point, they've thrown every bounty hunter that I care about but Bosk, and I'm like, Come on, just do it. He's like the last one that we're just like, okay, he has to show up. Yeah, no one gives a crap about Dengar. And the <laughs> I mean, that's not are... true, but... Uh, Bosk or Dengar? Everyone's going to pick Bosk oh, 99% of the time. So, yeah. Gio, any thoughts before we move on to the last scene of the episode? Um, I keep going back. My mind keeps going back to, to the twins. Here you can have Chris Hansen. That's you got a good somebody point. else. So, I think they're still in play. 
that's a good point. We haven't seen them for a while. Like, and a side note, I, I wish Danny Trejo were a part of that little group that was planning because that tells me that he's not going to be in the episodes anymore, which is a shame. So. Rancor will be, maybe not him. But you can put money on that. Maybe the, maybe Boba is in trouble, and then Danny Trejo comes riding in the Rancor to help <laughs> save the day, and he's carrying a machete. There you go. Star Wars machete. Yeah. Star Wars go. It would probably um, look like a machete, but be like a vibro sword type thing. Yeah, it would be. It would just be like. Yeah, like the electricity version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so the final scene of the episode is kind of a big one. Uh, kind of open up the conversation a little bit as we end here in the next five to ten minutes. Uh, we go back to the island with Luke and Grogu, and we see them inside the temple. The temple is finished, um, and they're kind of having a little meditation, meditating session. Excuse me. And we see Luke give Grogu a decision. Um, he opens the gift from Din to Grogu, and it's a little tiny chain mail uh, to protect his little tiny body. Um, he puts it down, says, whoa, whoa, wait a second, wait a second. I also have this for you. And we learn that Luke has Yoda's lightsaber, and he's been holding on to that. I know that that's been a hardcore discussion inside the super hardcore Star Wars fandom because there was a... Yoda lightsaber that was destroyed in a Darth Vader comic a few years ago. And now it's bringing up bad memories for a lot of people. But anyway, we're leaving that out of the conversation. Um, he gives him a choice. Tells him, you can choose one. You can choose to go back to Din and be a part of that and, and you know, kind of have him back in your life. Or you can choose the lightsaber and I can train you and I can make you one of the greatest Jedis uh, alive. Um, and this has been a, a big conversation, the, the idea of choosing and be giving a choice, because obviously we've seen that happen in the past with the Jedi, and it never worked out. Uh, it's never been something that's worked. But we did learn in The Last Jedi that Luke had gone through his ups and downs, and this clearly is going to be turning out to be a down at some point. Um, let's open the floor, gentlemen. What did we think about the deciding moment of choosing between the chainmail and the lightsaber um, and whether or not you think he's doing one or the other. Luke's a dick. <laughs> Tim, you're absolutely right. He did like a whole, here's your crappy little t-shirt, but look at this. This is a shiny lightsaber. It's pretty cool. Pick, you should let me ignite it. This one. Yeah, exactly. It's the same color as you. Uh-huh. And and the guy that was like the most important Jedi before you and the same species is the same one that had it. Like, I was just like, just shut up. <laughs> He's gonna pick chainmail and walk out of there. Probably take the lightsaber with him, but it's like I don't know. I yeah. So Help me understand something. I don't understand. Le I, I, I'm not up to date with Legends or anything like that. But didn't Obi-Wan fall in love at some point? Yeah, with Sabine. Not Sabine, Jesus. Satine. <laughs> uh, you, yeah. said, you said the wrong name for Cobb Vanth earlier, so shut it. So, because yes, it. Uh, it was a long time ago when he was a Padawan. Uh, not when he was like a Master or a Jedi Knight or anything. Uh, there was no specific timeline of like how long ago it was, but yes, Gio, you are correct. He he did have a thing with Bo-Katan's sister Satine. Mm. 
and there's no possibility that he could have a, a, a thing in the Kenobi series. And that- uh, well, I mean, there's a possibility because he's not a he's not a Jedi anymore. Um, you know, he's, well, he's if you're saying with her, she dead. Oh yeah, she's dead. She's yeah, she died. She had uh, bag of bones at this point. Yeah. Yeah, I think I saw that episode. It was like one of the 20. But I bring that up because it's like, really, Luke, you can't just let him have the shirt, you know, it, or not, not the shirt, but the armor. It's like, this is why your Jedi Academy is going to fail because of stuff like this. And uh, he's going to choose the armor. He's going to choose the armor because we saw the foreshadowing earlier in the episode is his heart in it? No, Plus, he's not. got a cool little space bubble in the N1 just waiting for him. Yeah, exactly. The, <laughs> again, foreshadowing. Yeah. Signs. Look for them. But, I mean, just consider this, okay? Grogu got trained to be a Jedi. Saw the Jedi get slaughtered. Disappeared and was a lone wolf or maybe with somebody for years. Gets found by Din has a bond and then goes on and like everything jedi related up until this point has been just bad experiences and traumatizing and whatnot you give him the option to go back to his dad essentially mando he's gonna take it i agree plus like if he already knows Stuff like he's already been trained. What is he gonna do with Luke? Well, med- okay. meditate. For, well, first of all, but he we don't know how much he's been trained, so you can't say like what is he gonna do with Luke? Like Luke has a lot to teach him. Obviously, you know he's still a very very he's still kind of considered a youngling. He's gonna choose the chain. Now. I mean, is he though? He got more training than Luke in a bad way. He was actually trained in the Jedi Order. If you want to play devil again, not, not the way that you want to be trained as a Jedi. Like that's that's that was like in its. I I, I just I don't agree. I don't agree with that. But that's just me. I don't think um, there's anyone that thinks he's picking the lightsaber and staying with Luke. Let's put it that way. <laughs> no, and I I think I I don't know who I was talking to, but I said this that if uh if we hadn't seen Grogu at all this season there is a higher likely chance of me thinking oh he probably will stay with luke um because for me story wise that's what locked it in for you i'll tell you what locked it in for me while you were gone the bubble on the n1 that oh yeah like that to me told me all i needed to know more than anything else perfect well no of course it's perfect for him but i i that that didn't like lock it in for me i don't think that Uh, i think that to me was the because that could also be used for bounties technically too if he's ever a bounty hunter yeah um but i think including him in the episode uh and them having that moment where din does bring him the stuff is an obvious of like okay yes you know that is um he's gonna go back to din uh for me personally, what I would like to see, I would I would like to see him stay with Luke. And that's just I'm not trying to be like the meanest person ever pushing Grogu away. Like like I, I'm not trying to be that person, but I also kind of want to see Din on his own, you know, not just with Grogu. I get that they're being set up as a pairing. I get that. 
But if he's on this path of being what we think he could be, of being Mandalore and reuniting Mandalore, how does Grogu fit into that at the moment, right? Like, there's a lot of other pieces to this puzzle, and it's not that I don't want Grogu around, but... You don't I, want Grogu around. No, I, it's, I also just don't want to keep going back to that well of, like, them always Grogu's having to be together. How many Grogu's yeah. do you have in your background? Zero. Yeah, see? He's trying to get rid of them. Jam no, I just... I, I, don't, I don't want them to have to always be together. And that's just me. Like, I think... And I get it. Like, Disney is... They have to keep Grogu around for money and toys. And, like, I get it. And they can... Grogu can serve a purpose. He can absolutely see, serve a purpose. But I just... We got two seasons with them. I do want to kind of see Din do his own thing a little bit. That's just me. See, now, I think there's a reason. I personally... And this might blow up. I personally think Grogu's gonna be like the reincarnation, not literal, reincarnation of the original Mandalorian Jedi. Like Tarvisla? Yeah, like the like be the this times because there's only been one. I mean, come on. One, we're really gonna only say there's only ever been one. And there's still only going to ever be one. But by the way, like we didn't really get any history of him. So let's just make the new version of it. Because Din doesn't use the Force. I would be furious if all of a sudden Din just starts using the Force. He'll never use the Force. I, I, that's what I'm saying. So to me, it wouldn't make sense. I would be like, nope. Not everyone needs the Force. But you have Grogu. Well, Grogu's going to be around for 900 years. But being the reincarnation of Tarvisa would mean that he'd be had to swing the Darksaber. And I don't see that happening. You never know. No, I, I mean, it's more likely him being a, a Jedi than than the reincarnation of Tarvisla. I mean, I, I wasn't going to go that. You guys are going deep. Like, I'm going to have to Google that. Um <laughs> So let me ask you this, because I'm I'm I've been wondering about this. If Grogu goes back to Din, does it take away from the finale of season two of Mandalorian, where they shared a moment, almost like a goodbye forever? What do you guys think? Kinda. I think it does. It's a little bit, yeah. because the I next time we just saw them, it wasn't the like immediately the next episode we saw Din. But in that episode, the next episode we saw Din, he was literally attempting to go see him. You know, and obviously time has passed. Like, clearly time has passed. But um, for us as viewers, time hasn't really passed that much because the next time we see Din is literally him trying to go see Grogu. So just a little bit. It takes away from it a little bit. Did they say That was emotional. Time? That was tough. And then we're just like right back into it, you know? Mm -hmm. Did they say how much time has passed? Mm -mm. Mm. Yeah. Well, how many episodes do we have left? Two? One. The finale is next week. So they're going to have to fit, fit in the war. Any, oh, any more surprise cameos? Grogu's side arc. It's called a season two. Yeah, the Book of Boba Fett is 1,000% coming back for season two. 100%. You think 
You think that they're going to hold off Grogu's decision for season two? No, he's going to show up at some point in Mando. Because Mando is not going to go pick him up. He's just going to somehow just end up. Yeah, I'm I would love to see Luke be like, here you go, and just toss him. I'm, I'm with Brian. I think that the next time, and I'm, Brian, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is what I think you're saying, is that the next time we see Grogu is he has made his decision and he's with Din in Mando season three. Yeah, either he's going to, but you appear. don't you don't think we're seeing him next episode is what you're saying? No. Okay, I'm with you on that. No, one. that's the, yeah. that was the the cliffhanger of Grogu. For I agree. It, it's like it's all it's almost like a backdoor pilot essentially. Yeah. For season three, I agree. Yeah. He'll he will either already be with Mando in season three when we catch up, or at some point he's going to appear. Watch him. Mando's going to be watch like, him show up next episode. <laughs> I mean, it's it's definitely possible. It's entirely possible, it's, but I don't think he will. I agree. I, I will probably see him next in the first episode of season three. So that makes because sense. what is he going to do? Just start battling in the middle of this war? Yeah. To me, that'd be stupid. Yeah, you can whoop out that lightsaber. He secretly took it with him. He a hundred percent is stealing that from Luke, and I'm here for it because he's he's a little shisty shithead oops excuse me and he's gonna steal that like he's little klepto he's gonna steal the lightsaber um okay so one last thought quickly before we wrap up uh decisions is jennifer beale's character dead or she She said she did an interview she said the character is dead oh thanks for spoiling it brian thank you i mean you (laughs) all over the place I clearly not because I didn't know that. She said in the interview, she said she knew like they were like, hey, we want you to play this for X amount of episodes. Like your character is not going to make it through. And she's like, sweet. She just wanted she she was more concerned about like representing like the first actual like boss Twi'lek. Okay. In fact, in fact, something that was really cool that I read in the article was the uh, fact that at some point, her, you know how she had the two uh, Twi'leks that were like working for her that were like taking the helmets and stuff. Um, at, in the script, it said um, that they referred to her as master and Jennifer is Jennifer Beals. Is that what her name is? Um she was the one that went up to Filoni and Favreau and was like, Twi- a Twilight boss would not have them referred to her as master because their species is known as slaves. You need to change it to a better name. And I was like, damn, like, that's pretty ballsy to like, and it. she's not wrong. Like, she's 100% right to correct them and be like, I mean, if they're, if this is this oppressed race, race and then all of a sudden now the workers are going to call the person master it doesn't make sense so i'm just bummed i really wanted to see that character again yep me too me too and you were definitely right about was it you or someone said that she had like a slash on her neck did you notice Uh, that oh maybe i was thinking of molly and alex saying it yeah but she had a scar across her neck from something i think you might see her again in a some like previous well the scars the scars probably her being a slave from the past yeah 
Um, all right, gentlemen. Well, that's going to wrap up today's Fandalorian Club. Uh, everything we covered for episode six of Book of Boba Fett or Book of Mandalorian or the Tales of the Bounty Hunter, whatever you would like to call it. Mando um, 2.5. <laughs> uh, and they said that from the beginning, that's what it was going to be. Um, yeah. Just like Civil Wars, Avengers 2.5 is exactly what it is. So, um, yes, we'll be back next week for the finale, uh, doing a heavy discussion on everything that is the Book of Boba Fett as it wraps up next week. Thank you to everyone who joins us every single week. Uh, we see a big number in here today. It's been great. Lots to talk about. Obviously, the conversation is not done. I'm sure Jacob and Keith will both want to talk about it as well. And we'll try to get them on next week as well to kind of wrap up the whole season because it is officially done after that. Um, all right. Well, for Gio, Brian, and myself, thank you so much for joining us. Check out Apocalypse Now every single Tuesday at 7 o'clock Pacific right here on this channel. Fandalorian Club on Thursdays and random videos throughout the week. Have a great rest of your night, guys. Bye.